Welcome, everyone, to episode 55 of the VGC Trainer School Podcast, where we focus on the competitive side of Pokemon. Whether you are a ladder scholar or newcomer to VGC, we will help you learn. Class is in session. I'm Jake, and I'm joined today by two charlatans that are here to talk to us about the recent event they went to. We have John and Tyler both on for today. Welcome back, gentlemen. John, how are you doing? We'll start with you first. Uh, Feeling good. Um, the semester is started already, and uh, I'm actually kind of ahead of my schoolwork. So it was nice to have like, you know, a big Pokemon thing to like end the winter break with and then, you know, going strong with the school stuff right now. So very happy that I got to spend the, the weekend with Tyler. Uh, it's good to see him in person again and meet some other folks. Very cool. Very cool. And yes, Tyler, you were there as well. Uh, maybe a little bit under the weather and then we're not talking about just sunny day or rain dance, but how are you feeling now? Well, so in this case, uh, we're going to talk about both, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> based on our team, but yes, I'm good, man. I'm really good. Thank you for having me again. Uh, yeah, man, this weekend was, uh, extremely fun. Um, also, uh, extremely uncomfortable in some cases because I was, I had a surprise case of the flu pop up. And so I couldn't leave my friend John hanging. I had to go pick him up from the airport. So we just, we rode the whole weekend out, threw a mask on. We just went for it. Very cool. Very cool. Well, you know, it's unfortunate, of course, that you weren't feeling, feel, weren't feeling great, but I'm glad that you were able to go and you didn't let it stop you because that can uh, certainly put, bring a downer on things when you, you look forward to it for so long. And then it finally gets there and you're just like, wow, I'm sick now. This sucks. So I'm glad you didn't let it slow you down. Um, for me, I mean, nothing Pokemon super related of recent. Uh, I've been playing a little bit of the uh, trading card game, believe it or not, um, as well as been doing some uh, random battles on Showdown, which has been pretty fun as well. But there is a, you know, the the draft league that I like to play and not playing in this time, but watching it happen has been pretty fun. And uh, it just started up. So week one is underway. And I always like to watch that. Uh, Tyler, you are the co-commissioner of that taking over for this season. And John, you're playing in it. So, you know, it'll be fun to keep tabs on how it all works out and whatnot. So looking forward to that for sure. Um, but yeah, we have a lot to get into for today because both of you, like we said, were at the uh, Charlotte Regional this past weekend. And so we want to make sure to talk about that because there was a lot that went down. Uh, we do have some news just to get into really quick, first and foremost, because there was some stuff that, that did come out recently. So I'll just cover that real quick. Uh, the 2024 Global Challenge has been announced. Now, this is the event that is used for Japan and South Korea, where for Japan, the top 150 players qualify for the 2024 Japan National Championships main stage. And for South Korea, the top 50 qualify for the 2024 Trainers Cup. But they also extend it out to... Um, they extend it out to basically everybody. So it is uh, open for people to be able to play in and whatnot. So that is going to be running starting 7 p.m. Eastern on February 
1st and will run through February 4th. Now, you do want to make sure to uh, have your team ready to go before the tournament starts because you need because uh, they won't be able to sign up after the fact. Um, so be sure to play in that. It's regulation F. If you finish first, you earn 160 CP, which is pretty cool. And there's a sliding scale all the way down to finishers between 513 and 1024 will earn 5 CP. So um, have fun with that. If you play at least three battles, you will earn 100,000 league points, a gold bottle cap, and an ability patch. So that should be pretty cool. Did you guys play in the global challenges from last season? I played uh, in one of them um, because that was the one that I had time for. And I think it was the first one where we got the. No, I'm sorry. It was the second one, actually, when they gave out the Great Ball backpack. But I didn't get to play in the other two. Yeah, I think I got. I would played in the Ultra Ball one at some point, but it was for like a couple matches or something. I didn't care much for CP or anything. I think I played in one trying to like place highly but then for the others i think i only played in like two others but it just it was just for the backpack but for people that are looking to play apparently the strat and you guys can correct me if i'm wrong but you want to play almost as, as immediately right once it goes live and then get your matches in quickly and then try and do them then towards the end that way you can get your your ranking high to begin with and then finish it out at the end of the day like at the end of the tournament, is that correct? Well, you actually want to you, you don't you want to actually play most of your games toward the end of it because you get more ELO if you keep winning uh, towards towards the end. Okay, but that's only if you trust yourself to like go twenty zero or whatever. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, obviously, just for for most people, it's just like go and have fun. But uh, you know, if you are able to get some CP out of it, good luck, and we uh, hope you all do well. But that is still a few weeks away. So let's talk about something that happened much more recently because you guys are both at Charlotte. So Tyler, that is like right down the street from you, right? More or less. I would <laughs> I'd give it closer to like an hour and a half. But yeah, no, it was, a, it was just a hop, skip and a jump away there, Jake. <laughs> but that's cool. So so you hosted or you're not hosted, but uh, you and John were able to get together and go compete at Charlotte. So it's always exciting to see internet friends in person and um, get to compete. So what'd you guys, so first and foremost, what'd you guys bring? So we brought a team of uh, Iron Crown, Indeedee, Tornadus, Ogre Pond, Wellspring, uh, Fluttermane, and Chi Yu. So it's a six that I think, well, I forget his name. It was like Abraham Gomez or something like that uh, in Victory Road. Um, there's a six Pokemon. We changed a bunch of sets and items, etc., on them. Um, but we were like, I, I think before the tournament, I had told Tyler, "Hey, Clear Amulet Hands Plus Ferrograph is like really, 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 really good." And he took that to heart and made you know made a pretty good team with it. But we ran into some problems, and I also said I don't want to run giraffe mirrors all weekend, and so we kind of punted the team and I told him like, Hey, let's do size spam. Like, but I want you to try it out first. And then he tried it out and he's like, I love it. So then we stuck with it. <laughs> and that's basically the story of how we, uh, uh, arrived at the team, I guess. Nice. So was it, were they 
identical or were there subtle changes between the two guys, the two teams you guys brought? They were identical. Okay. I built both teams gotcha. <laughs> the night <Gotcha>. before. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah, quite literally. Um, now, I will say that there were changes from the original team creator, like some different things like they had uh, like Terra Ground, Terra Blast on their crown. Um, mm-hmm. We didn't like that as much. So we just went for the old Terra Psychic and then we put Focus Blast on the bad boy. Um, or a couple other things. I think their torn had taunt and like I could, we couldn't find like a reasonable time where like you could click prankster taunt into anything yeah. with so much like giraffe running around. So we actually made a double weather team. So I, we had both uh rain dance uh, to assist with uh water ponds damage output. And then also um, iron crowns uh, issue with big fire types. Um, and then we had the sun mode as well. So that uh, Chiyu and Fluttermane could just murder stuff. That's really cool because you being able to utilize multiple weathers like that, you can be used offensively or defensively, and it's like that gives you just a ton of options. But most importantly, it puts a lot of doubt in your opponent's head about like, is this the turn that they change the weather on me? You know, and that you can really use that to your in your favor, which is cool. Especially when you have multiple modes on the team that both weathers can be utilized, you know, effectively, whether it's was you guys, you said you had Chi Yu, and then also, did you have Urshifu as well? I'm sorry. Nope. No Urshifu. We used Water Pond instead. Oh, Water Pond. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I was, I wasn't, I forgot the, uh, the, the water Pokemon. That's, but nice. That's, that's very cool. So looking back after you ran it, you know, throughout the entire weekend, is there anything that you think you might change? with the team moving forward or do you think that you know it's it was pretty good as is that there was just like some things here and there that were out of your control i remember uh john mentioning to me briefly the the terra on indeedy oddly enough felt like it could have been something different like i I think we had fairy for just like extra uh dazzling pressure and then to resist dark type hits um i think at one point he was like you know grass wouldn't be bad um John, do you remember? Did you rescind that statement, or did you? Is that does I, that still? Re- I, I uh, did rescind that statement because Terra Fairy Wicked Blow became <clears throat> important later. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think um, the only things I would really toy with were the Ogre Pond Wellspring and like the spread on it because. Gosh, those mirrors were awful all day long. Um, but everything else pre- felt pretty good. The speed booster Iron Crown was like the carry, <laughs> honestly, for a lot of games. Um, between Terra Psychic and Speed Booster and Focus Blast, it was like, you know, we could we couldn't really go go wrong with it. It was a play issue whenever issues did come up. Um, I think if I think if you wanted to go if you wanted to change the team, you just need to change your approach to a lot of different matchups. Um like our Archaludon matchup is a focus blast and then a moon blast. Uh so those aren't that reliable. Um Dondoza is a bit sketchy, but we have the lines into it. Um yeah, there's just a couple things here and there that like because of because of the Pokemon choices themselves that are kind of weird. That's kind of how all our 
all Iron Crown teams are. Like some of them have great matchups into some things and some of them don't. Yeah. I I was running a Spam team for a bit and it was special attack boosting Iron Crown. And I always felt like a little bit more speed would have been better. So I definitely think that the, the, the speed boost is the way to go. Do you feel that because of the fact that you had the Psychic Terra, you were then able to sort of get out of the need of the special attack boost or that it was just the speed alone that was able to clean up most games because you didn't necessarily feel the dip in special attack. We also had Chi Yu to right. increase our special attack even more. Right. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, I think it was more that Terra ground and blah, 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 blah. Um, was just a nightmare into Rillaboom to where we were just like, we don't want to, yeah, we just don't want to play that game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not fun to play that game. So yeah, we I'm... just did it. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. I mean, as far as damage output is concerned too, and I'm sorry, yeah. I know we're all jumping all over each other. No, you're, fine. you're fine. Um, like the Terra Psychic on Crown, like I was still pushing out ridiculous amounts of damage. I remember um, in one end game that I had, it was just uh, Crown and an Edie um, versus like the the Avente and then a Raging Bolt, mm-hmm. and they 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 have. I mean, they they can't. They're they just stuck, right? So like I Terra Psychic and started just e-forcing and i'm i'm sitting there doing like 80 percent to these mons that normally just soak up damage like crazy like granted you know they're two hit ko's but they they can't get rid of me right so yeah i don't i don't feel like damage was missed um doing the speed booster gotcha okay nice i mean like that's like that's what you certainly want to see and then also to were you guys max speed like 252 timid on oh yeah crown so then that way you're you're beating every single scarf urshifu which is also really nice mm-hmm. cool i mean like that is that that's a lot of fun i mean size spam you know it's definitely come a long way from where it was in regulation a and b and then now to feel like it's a fast size spam um even obviously going back to generation eight but it's like it's a it's it's a very a very viable strategy, even though it may not necessarily have always the the finishes that you maybe would want to see. But it's like it's certainly it's certainly good. It did come in seventh um, overall, so that's 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 pretty that's pretty phenomenal. And also ninth, so it's it certainly did have a a nice showing. Um, so otherwise, I mean, were there any uh, like how the how the matches go? Were there any fun teams you saw or any like cool conversations you had with opponents while you were going throughout the day? John, I'll let you lead. <laughs> um yeah, I played some interesting teams because I <clears throat> because I lost pretty early. So my very first match was against Paul Ruiz, who wow. uh for the yeah. So for for the listeners at home, Paul Ruiz was like the 2018, 2019 world champ. So I was like, wow, I get to play a, a former world champ uh, day one, round one. Um, and so it was pretty cool to play him and know he's a good player and also to take him to three games Yeah, and be thinking like the whole time, okay, like I kind of know what he's doing. I know what he's up to. I know, but and like, I know how to play around it. I got a bunch of calls, right? Um, and I was like, let's go. Um, I will say he's he was running Bullet Seed, Ogre Pond Water with an annihilate and uh bullet seed definitely cost him <laughs> the game that I took off of him. Uh 
so but yeah so it was cool to it was cool to uh play against him um i actually then played our both of our bad matchups the uh arch rain and the um the arch rain and dondozo dondozo matchups like round two round three and i was like you got to be kidding and i won both of them nice so i was like okay let's go like <laughs> i play my bat by the bad matchups round one i uh win them and i get to play paul ruiz and you know day one i was like okay let's i my day is made yeah um yeah i remember i think the most memorable match past that was uh i think it was round four probably yeah i think it was round four or four or five uh, I was in an end game of Iron Crown versus Iron Crown. It was my my booster speed crown against their scarf Iron Crown, and my win con was um, getting all three focus blasts in a row to hit. No, that's a terrible yes. end game. That's that's yes. the worst line. Oh you could no, possibly no 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 no! You don't know what the next end game was. The next <laughs> end game. Was indeedy, I think four hit or five hit KOing wheezing with dazzling gleams. It was terrible. Wow, terrible, terrible, terrible. So did the focus blasts hit? I mean, that's the oh, ultimate yeah, yeah. like role. That, that was game, game one. I I, wow. I beat him game one on the focus blast, and I beat him game two on <laughs> on the on the dazzling gleams in the end game. And I'm just like, wow. this is ridiculous. That's wild. That's cool. I mean, like that's that's what it takes. Like I remember uh, when I was at my my one and only regional sleep talk blizzard double hitting outside of snow. Like it's just like sometimes the the RNG falls so heavily, like so incredibly in your favor. You're just like, that's what I was hoping that happens. <laughs> and like it's just it's great when it works out that way. So, mm-hmm. um, but cool. I mean, it seems like it. And so then you. You finished the you finished the the tournament six and three, correct? Uh, yeah, magically because I won my last round on a sudden death. That's cool. So, yeah, I and so Tyler, you had mentioned this as well. I saw some some activity on Twitter X. Uh, was there some like faulty wiring or something like that? Because there was like a bunch of DCs or sudden deaths or something like that, where there was like a table that was held together by duct tape. Yeah. A lot of the, uh, a lot of the plugs were really uh, loose. I don't, yeah. I don't know the reasoning behind it was, um, I know several tables were like that. Uh, I know my game uh, three, I went to a table where the internet just wasn't working at all. Um, and so they, I mean, they literally came over with like a roll of duct tape and was just like, hang on everybody. And then just like tape the, uh, ever living daylights out of the the box that holds all the cords together mm-hmm. and like they were like hey don't touch this and i was like all right fine whatever but yeah they were it was pretty rough i remember uh was it day two like everybody just disconnected round one like in the middle of the match mm-hmm. oh it was wild Jeez, that just feels bad like that's like that's what makes you a, a laughing stock of trying to be an esport and then you just have i don't know you have it all held together by duct tape and faulty plugs and outlets, but uh, yep, <laughs> well, yep. You know. But uh, but otherwise, any anything else noteworthy from the tournament that you guys experienced, or do you want to jump into the actual uh, results and 
teams and whatnot? Um, I mean, I'll just make a quick shout out. So, yeah. like, round one um, was delayed by like an hour. Uh, oh, I, because again, you know, they were having internet issues. So, uh, I got to talk to my round one opponent, Darby. So, shout outs to Darby for a very long time. Um, <laughs> she was very sweet. Um, I really appreciated her patience. Um, I think it was also her first regionals. Um, I, I know she did a fantastic job, so good for her. Um, and then also my round three opponent, uh, if I'm mispronouncing your name, I apologize. It's either Massa or Massa. Um, him and I became uh, really, really sweet friends because um, <laughs> after our games, he was like, dude, he's like, I'm not I'm not trying to be like contradicting because, you know, I just won. But like your team's freaking sick. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I appreciate it. He had a really awesome, um, you know, I know, I know a couple of people were looking at uh, like an AV Metagross. He brought an AV Metagross and it was Terra Dragon and it was hard to predict when it was going to Terra. So it made it a little bit more difficult for me, but yeah, um, shout outs to them. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. It's always, it's always nice when you go to those things and you just get to talk to people that share the same interest in the same hobby that you do. And they're just not super toxic and sweaty and like, you can actually just enjoy the battle and whatnot. Totally. I would want to shout out uh, Quirt from the uh, Draft League server because uh, they were my round four opponent and took a game off of me. And I was like, let's go. Very cool. Very cool. That's, that's also, you know, fun to small world type thing. Uh, you get to mm-hmm. see people in the Draft League and whatnot and see them outside of that context. Um, cool. Okay. Well, let's shift gears to the actual use of stats, Charlotte overall recap, whatnot. So the top five Pokemon from Charlotte for the full 845 teams, which I think believe made it the largest regulation F VGC tournament in history. Um, Yes. Fluttermane at 61%, which is an increase from where it was at Portland. Just a few percentage points, but um, up from 57%. Ogre Pond Wellspring at 47%, which climbed 17% from where it was in Portland. Chen Pao is third with a drop from 47% of Ogre Pond down to 29% of Chen Pao. So a 17% gap basically between the two. And that is actually a, about the same for Chen Pao. Incineroar is at fourth where it was second in Portland at 28%. Uh, Tornadus I at 26% in fifth. And then 26, or I'm, I'm sorry, sixth. Most used Pokemon is Urshifu Rapid Strike at 22%. Um, Raging Bolt also at 22%. Urshifu Single Strike also at, uh, above 20 at 21%, which is a very big jump from only 8% of where it was in Portland. Um, and then Entei in ninth with Amoongus in the, the uh, rounding out the top 10 at, at 18%. So... Some of those definitely big changes in usage percentages with um, Ogre Pond increasing as well as Urshifu Single Strike increasing dramatically and then Incineroar falling a bit. So just a lot of movement from the first official tournament for Regulation F to the second, which you know we typically always do see, but some of these moves are rather surprising. 
any of those that sort of jump out to you, whether it is movement from one tournament to the next, or maybe just the placement within the top 10 for some of those usage Pokemon? I think that folks might be wondering, you know, what's happening to Incineroars, Incineroars of Fra, blah, 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 blah. <clears throat> but I think if you realize that uh, teams like Riley Facturas that don't have Fake Out on their team have actually been doing really, really well recently. And so you don't necessarily need a Fake Out Mon to do well or reposition, or you just need one Fake Out, and it could be Ensign, could be Rilla, could be Iron Hands, could be a lot of things. Um, but also, we have an assortment of like actually good fire types between Ensign, Entei, Gouging Fire was a big one at this tournament. Um, at like eight point, yeah, eight point two percent. Ogre Pond is also around eight percent. Chi Yu is eight point five percent. So like you have a lot of oh, and Torkoal's at almost six percent. Um, and Arcanine Hisui is at four percent. So you have a lot of fire competition that's eating at Incense's um, usage. Um, that that being said, he still performed pretty well on day two because of all the Farigaraf teams that had him. He's not necessarily like the most broken mon ever. He's not necessarily the most meta defining mon ever. That title goes to Fluttermane. Absolutely. I mean, looking at the splits for Fluttermane, it just increased from the overall field to top cut to the top eight, where again, it was 61% for the full field of 845. When you trimmed it down to day two at 75 teams, it increased its percentage to 68%. And then when you whittled it down further to just the top eight, it was on six of those teams. So Fluttermane was certainly a staple in Charlotte where, not to say that it hadn't been before, but there was certainly a point in time where it was dipping a little bit towards, I guess, like the end of Regulation E, but it certainly shot right back up in Regulation F. Anything stand out to you, Tyler, about these numbers? Not particularly. Um, uh, was there a was there a bump or a decrease in Dark Fu that you said? Massive oh, Urshifu. It was yeah. It was it was eight percent for the overall field in Portland, and that increased to twenty one percent for the the full field in Charlotte with uh 34 and that increased further to 34% in the uh, top 75 teams or the, or the day 2 teams and then up to 50% of the top 8 teams had Urshifu single strike which that is like that's the conversion rate that you certainly look to see where it's like not only is it increasing but it's clearly increasing for a good reason that people are winning like success and they're being successful with it. Yeah, I think I think in general like that is a very shocking statistic that it just jumps from one region to another that much, right? Because like everybody knows Waterfoo is king. Like why is Darkfoo all of a sudden getting all this shine? Um, you know, people hear tell through the vine that you know, here comes Perigraph Blood Moon teams or here comes Sax Bam teams and what what hard checks those. Mm -hmm. Uh this massively powerful dark type so yeah i i mean i i totally could see why it's doing that now 
Yeah, I mean, just looking at the top eight alone, the two Blood Moon giraffe teams both had Urshifu a single strike on it. Certainly for I'm sure the uh, the the mirror match, but also then when it looks like these, but then when you pair it with Tornadus um, Tornadus Eye, I mean that just gives you instant offense and you're able to do very big damage and you don't necessarily need to run something like, you know, uh rain dance or whatever on tornadoes because of the fact that you don't necessarily need to rely on it. So when we look at the actual two teams for both of these that have Urshifu single strike, um, one of which was choice band. The other was focus sash. Neither of them have a weather. They are able to run, you know, Tailwind, Air Slash, or Bleak Wind Storm, Icy Wind, Taunt, instead of having to run some sort of weather to benefit the, you know, or at least boost the Rapid Strike, as opposed to just saying, nah, single strike, go ahead, do your thing. Just blow holes in the opposition, and they can't do anything about it. Beyond that, uh, some of the team compositions that really stood out the most common core of three Pokemon for the field was Fluttermane, Waterpon, and Chen Pao at 13%. Next was Fluttermane, Urshifu Single Strike, and Waterpon at 11%. And then Fluttermane, Entei, and Waterpon at 10%. I think you might be seeing a bit of a pattern here where Fluttermane and Waterpon was the single most used duo on all of the 845 teams at 35% of teams had that combination. We then look even further, 40% of the day two teams had that combo. And then the only place where that is beat is in, uh, top eight were only 37 and a half percent which i guess is three of the eight teams had water pond and Fluttermane, where the top used duo was tornadoes eye and single strike urshifu there but i mean that certainly seems to be a core to build around it gives a lot of good options gives redirection gives instant damage and yeah it's really good into a good amount of matchups considering water grass Ghost and Fairy are all very good offensive and defensive types. Yeah, I think I'll just say that Water Pond and Ndidi feel j like the most ridiculous mons in the metagame. Um, or not Water Pond and Ndidi, Water Pond and Fluttermane feel like the most ridiculous mons in the metagame um, because they can dish out so much damage, they can control so many different matchups, and they can like the, the the EVs on each of those mods matter just so much in all the mirrors that you're gonna be playing because if you, if it's on thirty five percent of the teams you're going to be playing mirrors all freaking day, and that does not feel great. And I think too the interesting thing with those is that like because you are playing the mirror, it then so critically comes down to how do you run each of them because. Mm -hmm. While, you know, obviously Water Pond is locked in with the item choice of it, Fluttermane certainly isn't. And then the move choice is certainly not going to be the same. And the EVs, of course, are not going to be the same. And it's like they're both in, in speed tiers where it's like, yeah, you all you want to be fast, but they're already so fast that you can 
change things around if you want to be if you want to sort of underspeed or or just be fast enough to be able to beat one or two things so it's like when you do play that mirror you got to take a ton of notes on that day one or like on that game one or like at every opportunity that you can to figure out okay what's going first what's the order here how much damage am i actually doing how much damage am i receiving otherwise I feel like it'd be very easy to sort of just get lulled into a sense of like, oh, I've seen this Pokemon, but I've seen this combo before. Oh, no, this is doing something different or this is hitting harder than I expected it to or whatever. Well, what's funny is, is like each like that, like just that pairing in and of itself, like has so many tools that it can utilize in a match at its disposal that like you really like this is what John was saying, like why the mirror is so weird is because like you really don't know who's going to do what when like, right. you know, a lot of times, like, I was just calling that, like, they would swap out Water Pond because I would just go for Water Ivy Cudgels into the Water Pond, knowing full well what it does. It just heals the, the Pokemon back up. <clears throat> but, you know, hoping for a switch out in Incineroar or something like that. Like, but, you know, you, you know, Water Pond is a, is a pretty bulky follow me user. Um, Fluttermane oftentimes uh, runs Icy Wind and can just be that really solid form of speed control so you get you get that speed control down lower the speed and now water pond can get up, go on the offensive and just start critting everything to death like it's just you can get make crazy combinations with just these two pokemon alone mm -hmm. you combine the chien pao or tornadus um which a lot of teams did um and now you have just like just it's, just, it's an extremely strong utility core like I, I don't know how else to say it Absolutely. And I mean, when something is that dominant, I mean, it's like you th you think, okay, well, it's, you know, something that I can certainly work to try and be, but it's like the one of the best ways to be this is just to use the same things, you know, and just figure out your lines and just know how to, you can, uh, you know, manipulate speed to be able to get around them and, and sort of go from there. Some of the other interesting team comps that we saw uh some of the th one of the things that the tyler you brought up to me is the idea of the chen pao water pond and entei core being very strong that along with flutter main was the most used group of four for the overall you know the for the 845 teams then if we look at the the group of four within the day two participants at 12%, we saw the combination of Water Pond, Flutter Main, Tornadus Incarnate, and Urshifu Single Strike. So that is pretty interesting that like that group of four is there. And it makes sense because obviously Tornadus is able to help all of them and they're able to do a lot of damage, you know, and then you can just sort of like fill in for additional, uh, matchups as you need it but like those three big hitters are able to cover a bunch of the a lot of the meta which is definitely what you're looking for when you're starting to build out a team and then you're like you're you need your group before like this is going to be a core four you're going to bring pretty consistently i'd imagine okay Parents, i have a quick question yeah of course um in in gen eight um did we have whimsicott before we had torn or yes. did they okay because you know who we don't see on this list, and I feel so bad for her, is Whimsicott. Whimsicott is so bad, dude. Like, but like you, but like you know, like like actually, like 
you're looking at all of these teams and like you see Torn and Torn is just this powerhouse of a mon. And then you're like, hey, there's another prankster user right here. You want to use this one? And everyone's like, no. <laughs> I mean, it was number 25 and a six and a half percent usage. So that's, that's a little bit more than I'd maybe expect. And that was down from Portland, where it was at 11.8% and num the number 13 mon. So, yeah, it's certainly going the wrong way. Those beat up ape strats, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Terracot. Can't forget that. Gross. Um, <laughs> All righty. Well, let's wrap this up by looking at the top eight teams because we have sort of been dancing around it thus far, but we do want to certainly congratulate the the wolf in giraffe's clothing, Wolf Click, for winning his eighth record, eighth regional championship, taking home the gold at Charlotte with a stunning 17-1 and record. He famously, uh, famously took a little bit of a break from competitive you know, work on the mental, which is certainly very, very important, especially when a game, in a game like this with so much RNG where so much can go wrong and was able to come back and just win and do so in fairly dominating fashion. So congratulations to Wolf for yet another display of excellence, one that he is quite known for. Um, it's a Kadome had a, you know, fairly standard firewater grass team with some other stuff along the way. So we'll get into some of the top eight and, uh, you know, not necessarily super in depth on all the teams, but I just want to cover some of the, uh, the, the cool ones. So we might as well start here with Wolf. So like I said, the firewater grass core with Urshifu Rapid Strike, Incineroar and Rillaboom as well as Speed Booster, Fluttermane, Farigarath, and Ogre Pond, Hearth Flame. So a little bit additional with the Fire and Grass core there. Um, so we have the pace, obviously, because it's all from Lab Mouse. Thank you, Tim. Best resource out there in the market for free right now. Um, some of the interesting stuff on here, some very interesting Terras and items on on this that you don't necessarily see too much ghost terra on incineroar with safety goggles grass terra on fluttermane with calm mind uh throat spray for rigoraph and poison terra on assault vest rillaboom so what kind of sticks out to you guys on wolf's championship team i mean i i think there are several things that stick out yeah go ahead Tyler. Uh, you said them all just now actually um yeah, so uh, Terra Ghost is not a uh, common Terra for Incineroar. Um, usually you're looking at like Grass or Fairy or Dragon or something like that. Um, and then the Safety Goggles is really just a choice, right? You know, you you don't want to get caught off guard by Moonga, so you put those on as opposed to something like a Citrus Berry. So that works. Um, the Fluttermane set, I have been racking my brain about lately um I, I think what it's for and john can probably correct me if i'm wrong um he's really good at that is i think that that's specifically for blood mooners <laughs> um because you can get a calm mind uh boost and then live a blood moon 
Um, and then with the plus one and special attack, be able to Oko with a Moonblast in return. Um, and I think, I'm, not, I'm like, I'm not sure what the Terra Grass is for, but I presume if you don't want to eat Earth Powers, um, it's probably good for that too. Yeah, so I... the, uh, the Terra Grass is for Amoongus. The Wolf mm. has a lot of uh, Amoongus respect on the team because you have safety goggles in Sin, um, among a bunch of other things. Mm -hmm. um, the, yeah, Calm Mind is, helps you against Blood Moon. Calm Mind also helps you against Fake Out. That was something that he actually specified as like um as important to him was that you had um yeah that, that you just had something for to take advantage of fake outs where you can call their fake out on a on a free turn calm mine and then just punish them for the rest of the game right uh the Fergaraf though is a set he used back in Pittsburgh with like throat spray and stuff so it's not like a it's not super unknown, I guess you could say, or unfamiliar to him. Mm -hmm. And I think the the cool thing about the team is that uh, Fluttermane doesn't have any spread moves. Furograph does. So Furograph is like your consistent spread dude uh, for the entire team, which is important for a team that can only hit into one target and is an issue that we ran into on our own team with Furograph. Yeah, typically you're going to see with that Terra Fairy, you know, you have like the, the Dazzling Gleam instead of Psychic or something like that, but... Mm -hmm. um, opting for fairy just being purely a defensive tarot, I think it is a nice change. And it's kind of cool with the, the calm mind and the booster speed on Fluttermane. It's almost like you're getting a quiver dance, you know? Mm -hmm. And like that is such a devastating setup move that's just held in check by only dis distributed to typically bug types or a few grass types. So it's like being able to put it on one of the most threatening killers in the metagame, it does make sense in that regard. Mm -hmm. And being able to be uh, potentially immune to Amoongus, which is one of its biggest checks, is also great. Um, the Swords Dance on Ogre Pond, I'm assuming, is also another one of those instances of being able to take advantage of Fake Out and then being able to abuse it with Grassy Glide next to Rillaboom is, is another pairing that we saw, I guess, early on in Regulation E, but it kind of fell off a little bit, so it's nice to... Or is it, it's interesting to see it come back here because it's almost it's like it's another one of those instances of I have my Ferrigraph, so you can't use priority, but I have multiple ways to hit you for priority, whether it's two grassy glide users, two fake out mons, and one aqua jet, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, it's a cool team, not necessarily anything out of the ordinary with like movesets and stuff like that, but you know, very, very solid for sure. Um so again, you know, congrats to them. They defeated Nicholas Donnelly in the finals, who was rocking a Ferrigraph as well. They had Clear Amulet on Iron Hands. They had Covert Cloak <laughs> Tornadus. There's that single strike Urshifu, this one with Focus Sash. Ferrigraph, of course. There's the Blood Moon to pair with the Giraffe and another Ogre Pond, Hearth Flame. This one with uh, Follow Me and it's three standard moves instead of Swords Dance and Grassy Glide. Um, so yeah, what about this one sticks out to you, John? Anything in particular? Uh, the Clear Amulet, Iron Hands, and Furograph made it to finals. Um it's also a Tailwind Blood Moon rather than a uh, 
slow blood moon. Like that blood moon is actually fast enough to outspeed Fluttermane, um, which is importante. Um, that is wild. I think everything else on the on the team is um, pretty straightforward in terms of like, hey, we've seen Urshifu Darkwood before, we've seen Ferrigraph before, we've seen Blood Moon before, yada yada yada. I think for me, it's interesting to see Tornadus without Urshifu uh, uh, Rapid Strike because you just see it so often. But like seeing it with the Ursh with the uh, single single strike, it certainly makes sense. And like I mentioned before, this one's able to run Bleak Wind Storm, Tailwind, Icy Wind, and Taunt. So you're able to win that Tailwind Mirror because of Icy Wind, or if you want to potentially stop the opponent's um, Tailwind, you're able to do so since you have Taunt and you can't be faked out. So it's like, that's a really nice Tornado set for this type of team because it gives you a ton of support while being able to potentially, you know, change the the, the matchup for you because... As you said, John, when you have a fast blood moon like that, icy wind alone could potentially allow that blood moon to be able to start outspeeding things that you really wouldn't expect, even if that that opposing Pokemon is only at minus one. Um, mm -hmm. And like that can that can certainly throw your opponent off guard if you're able to surprise them with like, oh, yep, here is a fast icy wind and then here is an even faster blood moon that you thought that you were going to be able to attack into first mm -hmm. i'm also interested to see the clear amulet on iron hands without swords dance because I, I often see that like that's why you would run the clear amulet is so that you can rock like a swords dance or something like that but this is very much a assault vest set you know with fake out wild charge close combat heavy slam but the clear mm -hmm. amulet is nice because it's able to just like it's able to do what it needs to without the fear of intimidate mm -hmm. um other than that i mean fairly standard on on the team but you know congratulations to them for sure and uh i'm sure this is just the beginning of what you know sing uh single strike is going to be doing considering or like depending on how much longer blood moon and furry raft stay i stay at the top of the charts for usage and you know threats uh, number three, we have Luca Tregoot. Tregoot. Oh, I'm sorry, Luca. Um, bring in gouging fire, and not just gouging, not just any gouging fire, but howl gouging fire, which is super cool. Ogre Pond, Wellspring, Rillaboom, Chen Pao, Fluttermane, and the Black Glasses, Dark Terra, King Gambit. It's a pretty fun team. I like this. Anything with how I'm a big fan of. So seeing it from a gouging fire with a booster energy is nice. Do you guys happen to know if it's can you get speed booster on gouging fire or is it only, or is it too slow for that? You sure oh, it's a hunt. It's a hundred percent. It's a hundred percent speed booster. Okay. <laughs> nice. Yeah, this team is made to bonk. <laughs> I mean, so am I, but <laughs> hey, yo, John's I like this team, team a lot. It's very cool. I've heard I've tried to get Gouging Fire and King Gambit to work because that seems like a really good pair. I tried to pair it with uh, Gyarados and it wasn't working out super well, but I could definitely see how Ogre Pond Wellspring would fit nicely into into that combination for sure. Yeah, it just provides redirection where Gyarados like can't really. Right, right. Because the ideal is just to like 
you know, get your howl up and then just start taking KOs left and right. Um, you know, or if you need like a champ house, switch in, you can do the same thing. Um, I do, I will say like there is something to be said for a stellar Terra Chan pal, which this team does have. Um, I think more people opted for that, this, um, regional than previous. So good for them for trying something different. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, of the 155. Oh, okay. So, um, in, at, at Portland, there were 155 Chen Pao making it the third most used Mon. Of that list, 45 or 29% were Stellar Terra. Whereas here in Charlotte, 22% were Stellar Terra, 55 of the 249. So it was a little bit down, but I think it's significant that it's not necessarily going away, you know? That it's it's still something that people are like, you know what? Being able to get a boost to Ice, Dark, and potentially Sacred Sword is pretty nice. I mean, it's really good when you're in a position to like not get faked out, right? Because if you're there, you're just kind of stuck for the moment. Right. Uh, but otherwise, you're fine. Yeah. Uh, there's also like a... Um, I, I had a thought earlier about fake outs and how Pokemon players play. Um, and it's, I realized that it's on a bell curve, but we can talk about that later. That's some real nerd stuff that I was thinking about on my way home from work. <laughs> yeah, I think the big thing about Stellar Terra Chienpao is that if you have your Pow Knight matchup elsewhere, then you don't need the Terra Ghost Endgame, right? Mm -hmm. And if you're on these gouging fire teams, that's your Pow Knight matchup. Exactly. And I mean, some of the other stuff on the team, I mean, you got Paris Song on Fluttermane, which is cool. Um, I like seeing Parasong on teams like this that are so offensive because it can really just like, there's no, obviously there's no trapper on this team. There's what? Three protects. And yeah, that's, plus, that, that's plus, definitely a dozo matchup is what that is. Yeah. So it's like, I mean like, so you, but you could use it as like a late game if you wanted to, because once you get, because like this team certainly has no, no uh, inability to take KOs, but yeah, that's definitely a good Dozo matchup. I, I've, I've always forget that that's like a good way to to counter Dozo because it can't go anywhere. Um, but I think this is I think this is a, definitely a team that I'd be interested in trying because like I think the cool thing about gouging fire with Howl is that whenever I would run something like Howl Screamtail, it would never really be able to benefit from its own Howl, whereas gouging fire absolutely can, especially with the plus one to speed with that booster energy. Mm -hmm. well you didn't like play rough and psychic fangs with screamtail but <laughs> not as much as you'd think i i would be i yeah i just wouldn't wouldn't get the damage that i was hoping for was disrespect 55 attack or something like that just wasn't wasn't doing it for me <laughs> um so coming in fourth we had arben tumaneg uh steven seven maya coming in fifth Anzo Ricci coming in sixth, Toler Webb coming in seventh, and Neil Patel coming in eighth. Of those remaining five teams, is there are there let's uh let's take one each to talk about. Um I'm gonna go first. I'm gonna pick Anzo Ricci's team because coming in sixth with a smearkle, I find somewhat interesting 
It was a Tornadoes team with the Choice Band Urshifu Single Strike. Also had AV Entei uh, with Terra Fairy and Terra Blast, which is cool. Um, Nasty Plot, Metal Coat, Goldango, and Ursaluna Blood Moon with Throat Spray and Hyper Voice. I'm guessing this is a rather fast Ursaluna potentially to be able to you know take advantage of the Tailwind. But then the Smeargle set is Focus Sash, Moody, Ability, Ghost, Terra, Spore, Follow Me, Wide Guard, and Fake Out. So it's got, it's slower, obviously, than something like the Ogre Ponds with Follow Me, but then it gets, it does get Spore. Wide Guard is nice. Fake Out is cool. It's definitely one of those like all my friends are dead, but you know, types of scenarios. But with Follow Me and, fit, and uh, Focus Sash, it's not expecting to live super long, but. It's fast enough to be able to put some things to sleep, especially with Tailwind. But uh, I'm curious to see exactly how much Smeargle will continue, if at all, to make an impact. Within at Charlotte, it was at 1.3% usage. Only 11 teams had it. Whereas in Portland... Only six teams at 1.2%. So it's just like doesn't seem super important to prepare for. But seeing it that high, I mean, do you guys think that that's reason enough for people to start being like, all right, let me see what type of crazy moves I can put on the Smeargle? Or is it just not worth it? I think Enzo has used Smeargle for, gosh, like six or seven years at this point. So like, He's one of the best Smeargle players in the game. And it doesn't surprise so- me that... Soldiers or whatever it's called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, he's been using it for years. So like the fact that he made top cut with a Smeargle does not surprise me because he would be the one to do it. Um, I mean, it, it gives you a lot of role compression, right? You're usually going to see Decorate as a tech slot um, on Smeargle um, if you're not using one of these, one of the four moves listed there. Um, but you really have to know what Smeargle is good for and what Smeargle is not good for um, in order to use it well. Because otherwise, it's just, it, it's like you said, it's a super dead slot. You know, I'll tell you this much Smeargle <laughs> is not good enough to be banned in Giraffe League. <laughs> that says a lot, you know? When that, you is, comment. That, is, that is a burn to every single one of my Draft League members. How dare you all! <laughs> No comment on draft league right now. Let me just say that. Um, but yeah, I mean, otherwise, I do like Terra Fairy Ente with Terra Blast. I think that could be. I think that's kind of cool. Um, it's kind of reminiscent of the Hisuian Arcanine Terra Fairy Terra Blasts that we would see. Um, John, of the remaining four teams we haven't discussed, is there one that jumps out to you that you want to make mention of? Um, I don't think so. I mean, they're 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 all pretty. Uh, they're a pretty good uh, demonstration of everything that's in the meta game right now, which is cool. But it's also kind of like, great. That's what I expect to see on Showdown most of the time. So, <laughs> oh, there's nothing else to say about that then. Yeah, that's fair. You, Tyler, anything jump out at you? Um, yeah, I did just want to say, um, GG's to Stefan Maya. Um, he, he, they're the only person that took a, a game from Wolf the entire time. 
they got fifth because um, them and Arben had to engage repeatedly in a torn dark foo mirror. Oh my um, gosh. Do you, do you remember watching that, John? Yeah, that was horrific to see Steph, to see Steven just, yeah. Wow. Yeah. It, it was tragic. Was, uh, it, was, <laughs> it was, it was wild. That's for sure. But yeah, sometimes you're on the losing end of those things. It is what it is. Yep. But no, I mean, all the other teams are really cool. You know, Toler got size spam. I'm a size spam freak now. I enjoy it. Um, I think it is kind of neat that Neil decided to just bring Roaring Moon Balance and just do the thing with it. Uh, oh, it has Terraferia Moongus. That's weird. Uh-huh. It's for all those okay, raging bulls, only... probably. Yeah, that's the only Or Archaludons or something. You're right, because none of them run Heavy Slam. Okay, I'm all done. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, there's certainly some interesting developments. I think, you know, Urshifu Single Strike increasing is cool. I think Gouging Fire increasing is cool. Um, we'll see, continue to see how long, much longer Ferrograph and Blood Moon stay up there. But overall, what do you guys think? Was Charlotte a, a fun and successful tournament for you both? Uh, fun, yes successful um in the ways of friendship absolutely um but in Most tournament in tournament wise no uh but we're gonna get that back um maybe <laughs> next time i won't be so sick yeah have my wife cart me off to urgent care facts <laughs> cool well i need to necessarily belabor it then we will wrap it up here Thank you guys very much for coming on. I certainly do appreciate it. And uh, with that, we will say our goodbyes. So, John, we'll start with you. Size spam freaks for life. <laughs> and Tyler? Thank you very much for having me. If you need me, I'll call you. All right. Sounds good. And thank you all very much for listening. We hope you enjoyed. Have a great rest of your day, evening, morning, wherever you are listening to this. Class dismissed.